Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bove and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. There are just four games left for the Buffalo Bills in the regular season, and they got a big one this weekend as they welcome the Dallas Cowboys into town. For the last couple weeks, we did not know if this team is going to make the playoffs. We still don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but they could really help their chances with a win on Sunday. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Matt Bovee, Sal Capaccio, and right off the bat, we are getting to the Cowboys. We are joined by Brian Broadus from Love of the Star podcast out in Dallas. Brian, thank you for joining us ahead of what, at least in Buffalo, is a pretty big game. It's a huge game for Buffalo, and it's always game day in Buffalo. I love your guy's name. I, I, can we trade out? Love of the Star. You guys can have Love of the Star. <laughs> Bobby and I will take that. It's always game day in Buffalo. We like that one a lot. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a huge game. It's a huge game for the for the Cowboys as well just because of, you know, the things that they have gone through. And it, it's, mm-hmm. you know, at this point in the season, the way the schedule is played – it's now it's Buffalo, it's Miami, it's Detroit. You know, they've had some games where it's like the opponents haven't been up to everybody's standard. You find ways to win, but now you got to go play a game in Buffalo. And, and I think everybody here in Dallas realizes what's at stake uh, with, you know, with the Cowboys. And then also, you know, what's at stake for the Bills, especially this time of year. Yeah, and they're, the, the Cowboys have the Bills. Then they have the Dolphins right sure after do. that. So they're going to run through right. the – the top of the AFC East, but in the meantime, like really, they don't fear anybody right now the way they're playing. I and mean, they are there's an argument to be made that the Cowboys are playing the best football in the NFL. The only team that can might make that argument is the 49ers on top of them. But they look like the the class of the NFC specifically, maybe even the all of the NFL. What's what's been happening right for them? Why are they so tough to play against over the last several weeks? And you know what they're being able to, what they're doing to these teams that they're going up against. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, guys. Uh... There was time where they put a lot into this game against San Francisco. When the schedule came out, you know, week five, it's the 49ers, Dallas going to get revenge, playoff games, you know, everybody's talking about it. And they, they, they went to San Francisco or Santa Clara and just got their ass handed to them, and just to put it nicely. And, and the offense wasn't very good. It got completely shut down. They couldn't get the ball to CeeDee Lamb. They couldn't get the ball to Brandon Cooks. You know, Ferguson, the, the tight end, wasn't really hasn't wasn't developing like everybody kind of thought he might. Dak was it was playing very cautious. He didn't want to throw interceptions. Mike McCarthy's play calling wasn't 
up to snuff. And it was really, it was very disappointing. And they had the buy come along. And all of a sudden, it's like Mike McCarthy makes a big deal about what he calls the cross the hall meeting. And it's when the defensive coaches look at the offense and the offensive coaches look at the defense. And I guarantee you what happened here, and I'm trying to get somebody to admit this to me, but the, I, I, I want to believe that, that Dan Quinn told Mike McCarthy, like, you are easy to stop. You are easy to defend. You are, you are not helping yourself calling plays this way because it was, it was, you know, when it, if you believe in metrics, and there's a lot of people out there that believe in the metrics, and you're looking at this and you're saying Dallas was near the bottom of the, the league in air yards. The ball just uh-huh. wasn't going downfield. Richardson, the quarterback in Indianapolis, him and Dak were near the bottom of the list for air yards. And it was slants. It was underneath stuff. It was, it just, it was just hard to watch. And they really weren't running the ball. The right tackle, you know, was coming off the knee injury. They, they just, there was no cohesiveness at all to their offensive line. But it was after that bye that they kind of sat down and said, okay, we've got to open things up or we've got to play different. And now what you're seeing with Dallas is route combinations. You see, you know, Ferguson, I mentioned him, the tight end, you know, he will run a combination route with Cooks out of the slot and they find a way to get Lamb involved. So now you've got bunch formations, three wide receiver packages, you know, two out, one up, you know, seam routes they're running. You know, they're, they're trying to take advantage of, of what these defenses are giving them in a way that like they're attacking. And it's not before it was very much kind of a reactionary offense. Now it's an attacking offense and Dak is, is not turning the ball over and the line is, is played together. Tyron Smith, once again, is playing at a high level. Uh, the right tackle Terrence Steele has, has kind of gotten back into, I mean, he was awful in Philadelphia in week nine. Last week in this late game, this last game against Philadelphia, one of the better games he's played. So this line is coming together. They're finding a little traction in the running game. It's nothing spectacular, but they're finding a little bit of that. But the quarterback has just been playing at such a high level, and it's been the, the, the receivers, the skill guys getting open and getting open because you're starting to see – the Cowboys offensively, Mike McCarthy, attacking defenses. And I think that's been the biggest difference. They went from a team that just was kind of just playing, you know, playing in a shell to playing like, okay, we got to open this thing up if we have a chance to win these games. So the offense is playing at a level that probably is not being matched by any team in the NFL right now. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second, but defensively, because, you know, from the outside observer, obviously, you know, Micah Parsons, you know, right. Stefan Gilmore, especially here in Buffalo, obviously Trayvon Diggs is injured, but we're very familiar with him because of his brother here. Right. But is that a unit that's playing up to the standard that there was before the season? Or is that something that could potentially be Certainly not a mismatch, but an area where the Bills are able to put up some points, are able to move. Oh, them I, the way the Bills play, and you know, and we watch the Bills because you know the national games and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You get to see, and you know, the it's you know, there's the, trust me, there's utmost respect for the Buffalo Bills. You could look at their roster and see that, and and I, I know the guys over there, you know, the scouts and front office guys with the Cowboys when they're breaking down the Bills, it's. You know, it's it's a lot different talk. Sometimes yeah. you talk to them and it's like, well, you know, we can do this and do it. No, there's there's that respect that you have to. And absolutely, yeah, the, the Cowboys 
um, you know, uh, it was really clear that the, the the Seattle Seahawks with their the receivers they had three outstanding receivers. You know, and then last week you know Philadelphia with their receivers. You know, the, if if you've got receivers that are playmakers, it, it, it gets tough for Dallas. I mean, Gilmore is now having to travel. You know, he's mm-hmm. having to travel to uh, you know to make up for because Deron Bland as many interceptions as Bland was getting. Seattle just basically said with DK Metcalf, you're not good enough to cover him. Yeah. And it and it and it turned into, but Dallas was fortunate to get some fourth down stops. It was a tough, tight game all all, you know, all game. And so, you know, you look at Buffalo and, and what they present, the problems that they can present to you. And and Dallas at times has had trouble dealing with running game. You know, when people now Dallas when they have problems in the running game is when they jump around blocks or they don't fit or the safety doesn't come down. And Dallas plays a lot of dime package because they don't have depth yeah. at linebacker. So all of a sudden, you know, you got smaller guys playing linebacker, you know, and now if you're a team that wants to try and bully Dallas, you could you could do that. You know, I mean the the, the you know, Bell and those guys and Clark and those guys play they play tough, but they it they, there's times where you see second level blocks and things open up. So, yeah, it, it, this you very well can can move the ball in the Cowboys. Where Dallas hurts you though, is if all of a sudden they make you one dimensional and they turn oh. you into and the re, and Dallas scores at home especially scores a ton of points and yeah. they put you in a pressure where you can't run the ball. You have to throw to get back in the game. Yeah, and they're. Their front, when it comes to what Dan Quinn does with his front, uh, it's it's pretty impressive, you know. And there's always going to be a fifth or sixth rusher, and when you move Parsons around, that tests the blocking schemes of the opponents. And but you know, if you if you play with some balance, you can give Dallas some problems uh, defensively. So Brian, do you expect Stephon Gilmore to travel with Stephon Diggs? I would say there's a good possibility of that. Yeah, depending on, and, and I'm going to get to sit down and and watch Buffalo tonight. I have access to to all your tape. And so I'm going to sit down and, and watch how, you know, you line up depending on Gilmore. You, or excuse me, with uh, Diggs, you could tell me if he's a slot player, outside player and stuff like, you know, where he lines up. And that's where you got to kind of figure out how all these guys line up, how the tight ends are involved. So Quinn will try and match you. He will try and match you with whoever he feels like your biggest weapon is. And, you know, Bland mm-hmm. is a really – is a good young player. And he's super competitive. And if you make a mistake throwing the ball, and he's anywhere near it, he's his ball skills are good enough to make you pay for that. And, and Gilmore could be the same way. But uh, where Dallas has had some problems, guys, and last week it was much better. They haven't been very good at safety. There, there's been some problems <laughs> with the ball going down the field, and then all of a sudden, you know, guys with not playing with their eyes, not seeing. Say you get a play action, and there's a step up. Now the ball's going behind and you know the routes are behind and you're not aware and now you're trying to turn and recover you know you could play with you know you know and Joe Brady I have the utmost respect I'm an LSU alum I, I love yeah. what coach Brady did for my LSU Tigers to win the national championship so, so I know he's a creative coach I know he mm-hmm. can look at tape and figure out okay this is how I'm going to attack Dan Quinn in this game but again if if Dallas can make you one-dimensional they can just they could it's it's going to be coming after Josh Allen and can you know and he's a tough guy he will stand there and throw the ball, uh-huh. but he's also thrown the ball to the other team some 
you know, and that's and that's the things that Dallas is going to try and force. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brian, as I was looking back on some of the Cowboys games that they've played this season, you know, I know they're on such a heater and you start from obviously the most recent game and you look at the Eagles and you work your way back that way. And I'm looking and I'm going home game, home game, oh, yeah. home game, like a lot of home games. And I oh, know yeah. how dynamic they are at home. But is it a game that can travel? Like, I know that they're still in a really, really good team, but it feels like that could be a big advantage for the Bills, getting them on the road and getting them in their place. Yeah, it absolutely could be. The the big questions is, you know, trust me, there are people right now lighting candles that hope the weather's not awful in this game. (laughs) It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It might be close to 50 degrees, actually, and pretty dry. that's That's the thing. I think the biggest fear that the Cowboys would have would be wind. You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, it, they, they will find ways, they, they, they find ways to create, uh, kind of be creative in the way they run. It's not just outside zone, you know, it's, it's not that, it's, it's, it's some traps, it's crack toss, it's jet sweeps. Dallas will mess with your eyes a little bit with all the stuff that they try and do. The team every week has done more with pre-snap motion, motion at the snap. They, they, try, they went from one of the worst in the league the first five weeks to one of the better teams. They're still right around you know 15th, but they started off you know like they were 26th. So they, every yeah. week they've tried to attack a little bit more. But yeah, the, to answer your guys' question, the, 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 this is a huge test. Can you take this game outside, and can you play in conditions that? And if you tell me it's fifty degrees and light wind and all that, man, that's answered a lot of prayers over there at the Star in Frisco. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of people would say that. By the way, the Bills are the same way. They want to get you one dimensional. The Bills, yeah, I believe they're still first in the NFL in sacks per pass attempt. They have such a there you go tremendous defensive line. If you can do that, so I think both teams might want to just kind of control the game a little bit, Try to. so they don't have to get in that particular situation let's talk about special teams finally it looks like dallas has solved their kicking problems and now they can score from almost anywhere once they cross midfield it seems like no absolutely and 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 brandon aubrey has done a really nice job when we were out at training camp in oxnard california i can't say that because he was not very good in camp there was competition uh tristan viscaino they were going back and forth and it seemed like every time that viscaino would miss one aubrey would miss one you know, it was a make, a make, a make, a make, a miss, a miss. It was it was so weird to watch. And you're like, and they made the determination. You know, with with really like ten days left in camp, it's like they cut Viscaino and they said, Aubrey, you're our guy. And from that point on, everything changed for him. Everything changed for him. And so, you know, that's that's the the, the beauty. Sometimes I, when I worked for the Cowboys as a, when I was a scout uh, from 1999 to 2005. We had a coach and named Steve Hoffman, and he's a special teams coach, assistant special teams coach in the league. 
And Hoffman could go to Home Depot or Walmart or wherever you want to want and get 10 guys, and one of those guys were going to come out and be a Pro Bowl kicker. He, he had this <laughs> unique ability to take 10 guys from, from Home Depot and go work out on a field. And the next thing you know, it was Billy Cundiff or, you know, it, it was just, it was just, it was amazing that as scouting department, we never had to scout kickers, but he, he would find these guys. And Bones Fossil has done a really, really nice job with, with the with the special teams, they had the unfortunate thing with the punt, uh, the fake punt the other night. Uh, but you know that uh, it didn't it didn't kill him in the game. But it, to find Brandon Aubrey and then and then with the punting game the way it is too, um, you know it, it's it's been uh, it's been actually special teams has been one of the really bright spots of what the Cowboys have have been able to put out on the field this year. Brian, if you were talking to the Bills coaching staff and you were trying to figure out a game plan for this game, I know we've talked about balance. We've talked about trying not to make the big mistake. Of course, those are things that are often talked about. But what is the thing that the Bills need to do to have success against this team and ultimately give themselves a chance to win? I think what you need to do is that you need to test and see how physical Dallas is willing to be right off the jump. You need to you need to line up and you know, if you if your packages are, you know, like I said, I'm going to sit down and talk. I mean, the next few days are my days of studying the opponent, getting ready for the game. But if you if you were to tell me that, like, okay, Buffalo is able to line up and physically just hammer you running the football and and start. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds very simplistic to say, but if you find ways to take it out of the Cowboys, and because they want to rush the passer, they want to get upfield, they want to be that type of team. But, you know, you make them have to stay on the field and have to deal with drives and have to deal with the physicality of the game. They've got some tough guys. But all of a sudden, the most demoralizing thing that happens to the Cowboys, and San Francisco was able to do this, their ability to run the ball, and then all of a sudden everything else opened up. The Mm -hmm. crossing routes opened up. The screen game opened up. You know, Dallas was on their heels trying to kind of, you know, deal with all that. And so if you if you turn it into a game where they have to deal with a lot of physicality, you know, that's that's tough. It's tough for any NFL team to play that way. But I think if I were the if I were the Bills, you know, I would try and do the best I can to to just just try and and, and punch Dallas in the mouth as much as you can to start this game and see what you can get out of it and stay ahead of the chains. Because, again, nobody wants to throw the ball against Dallas because of the pass Mm -hmm. rush. But if you could keep us ahead of the chains, keep the balance, and then you find a way to, you know, you you can't get down in the red zone and not come away with points, too. That's Mm -hmm. Seven's going to be key, that these field goals and stuff like that, you know. But you got to know on the other end of the the end for Dallas, Dallas is capable of scoring points. If they get yeah. things going, you know, you mm-hmm. you can't get it go and give them the ball. You can't give right. them the short field. Dallas will drive it on you now. Dallas will Dallas will take 13 plays, 14 plays, 15 plays. But along the way, they might have a penalty or two, but they find a way they get in some long yard situations and Dak's one of the best in the league when it comes to that, when it comes to converting third downs. So, um, but my thing offensively was, I mean, I think you just got to protect the football, but you know, if you take, if you make it a really, really physical game and see how Dallas will respond to that. Well, Brian, I'm just looking now, Sunday in Orchard Park, high of 48 during the day, low of 39 at night. So we're probably looking at low 40s, light wind, 11 miles an hour, not too bad. But I'll be honest with you, I think the Bills prefer those conditions. I know it's Buffalo. People think snow, but I mean, Matt would probably tell you, their steam is better when they can kind of get on a fast track and let Josh Allen sling it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. I remember, you know, because we do in Dallas, we have a thing with DallasCowboys.com, the draft show. And I love Josh Allen. I, I mean, I've 
and I just you know I've I've seen him play so much like in Wyoming and scouting and stuff like that, and I was just I was super impressed. I thought it was the perfect team for him to go to. I just said mm-hmm. this is the right player. This guy was built. He goes from Laramie, Wyoming to Orchard Park. Near. I mean, it just seemed like yep. the right fit. But yeah, it, you know, you want to see conditions. I mean, we all kind of we all, you know the snow games. I'll trust me. Yeah. I'm in Green Bay for five years and. Watch mm-hmm. the snow and you know negative nine degrees. And you're trying to <laughs> survive the game. Not me. I'm on the sidelines every game. I I'd prefer yeah. very good conditions. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. You don't. You know. You just don't want to. You just you want to be able to see both teams yep. have a chance. If you have to deal with a little wind and all that, that's fine. But the rain or anything else to deal with that, that's that's kind of you know that's kind of something that I don't think either team really want to deal with that very much. But if that's the case of the forecast. Dallas catches a huge break because when you yep. looked at that schedule in April or May, you were probably going, okay, trip to Buffalo in December, probably not going to be very, very good. You know, so you, you mark, you know, that's an L. You put L there, you know, and you, like when you go, <laughs> yeah. you win, 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 L, you know, and then move on to the next game for sure. Brian, the last one for me is just big picture about the Cowboys. You know, we're in Buffalo. Obviously, our focus is the Bills, and there's tons of Bills fans here, but there's also a lot of Cowboys fans because there's Cowboys fans all over the country. It's America's team. We get it. Can they do it? Can they win a Super Bowl this year? Are they good enough? Well, I'll tell you what, guys. um, It's funny because I think that the way that they're playing right now, offensively, yes. Defensively, there's still some things you could, you're probably going to worry about. I, I, I just feel that, that that 49er game is so fresh in my mind right now. Yeah. And I know it happened. So, but the teams you have to get through, I mean, I think Dallas can handle Seattle. I think they can handle, uh, you know, they can handle uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I think, you know, now San Francisco, that's what you're going to have to go through. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like we were talking about Buffalo. To me, Buffalo's a team I wouldn't want to play if Buffalo no, gets yep. into this. If the Buffalo gets into this tournament, and I'm not saying it because I'm on your podcast right now. Yeah, I'm saying it because yeah. legitimately, you look at that team and you're going, "I don't want to deal with this crap. I don't no, want to no. deal with these. I don't want to deal with these players. Right. I don't want to deal with this quarterback. I don't want to deal with this receiver. I don't want to deal with the rush. I don't want to deal with all these things." So yeah, to answer your question, can they get through the Super Bowl? Yes, they can. They absolutely can with the way that the way the NFC looks right now. They, you know, they absolutely can. We'll see on the flip side of things. You know, Kansas City's not as good as they were. You know, they don't have the skill guys. Cincinnati losing their quarterback—that's huge. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and, and bet against the Bills if they get into this thing. I'm just not. It's it's an experienced team, experienced coach. You know, and and it's it's a team that kind of to me, you know, can figure out, can figure it all out. And then now you're now you're really dangerous that way. And we've seen teams with wild card records find ways to just keep winning games, you know. And, mm-hmm. and playing yep. at your place is a hard place, but your team will travel. I've seen it travel before, yeah. you know. So it's going to be a tough game. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it because I'm looking to see how Dallas is going to respond. Because if they don't respond well, it's going to be a very tough narrative for them. You know, it's going to be. I mean, the Miami, you know, the Miami would be the next week, and it's like, well, Miami's looked like this and that. You know, Miami hadn't beaten anybody. Oh, okay. You know, but these next two games are going to – actually, the next three games are going to tell you a lot about the Dallas Cowboys, much like the games that you guys got left as well are going to tell you about your football team. Cowboys 7-0 and at Jerry World, 3-3 three and three on the road. Big test on Sunday. Bills, Huge. Cowboys. Brian, 
Broadus of Love of the Star and Dallas Radio. Great stories, too. We were talking off the air. It's uh, it's, yeah. it's good to get to know you. Good to meet you, Thank man. You. Thanks I for joining us today. No, and happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. We're talking yeah, on your birthday. It. It's our time out on your birthday. It's the holidays. Happy holidays. Yeah. We feel like we're taking up your time here. Nah, man, you guys are all good. And I, I do appreciate you having me on. You guys do a hell of a job. It should be a lot of fun. It should be a very interesting game, a team that you don't see all that much. Yeah. But uh, but two teams that really need to get this one and then get to the next one. And and so that's what's going to make this one fun. Thanks a lot, Brian. I appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Have Brian. a good one. Enjoy the game this weekend. Okay. You too. All right, you too. Thank you. Brian brought us of Love of the Star.